Watch the video version of this podcast at olderandwiser.com. Hey folks, welcome to Older and Wiser. You've got Bob Bates and Susan Sikor for the next 20 minutes or so as we explore recent public opinion surveys. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. Uh, top of our list today, a survey that ranks the 20 best TV shows of all time. And I know you've looked at this list. I don't agree with much of anything on it. I don't know how you feel. What, what, what are your thoughts? I, first of all, Friends was the top. I like Friends. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It was pleasant. It was not appointment television for me. Yeah. I think it, I have a feeling the survey we're going to talk about uh, was taken among millennials. So it's possible that the things that they find uh, the best uh, are a little different than the things we find the best. You and I have a much longer history with television, and we have the opportunity to have seen a lot more programming. So uh, let's get started. According to this new poll, Americans say that the 80s and 90s are the best decades for television. Disagree completely. Yeah, because we were alive sooner than that. <laughs> I know. Come on. Um, only 7% believe that we're currently living in the best era for television. You know what, I tell you, I think I'm among that 7% because uh, these days with uh, Netflix and Hulu and Apple yeah. Plus and uh, so many platforms, the quality of television programming in my mind has never been better. I think I would agree with you since I am now in the streaming world. Yes. Um, other than that, it was like I kept watching, you know, old reruns until I fell asleep on the couch and it didn't take long. Um, but I think there are some good old shows still on there that I still kind of like. It, they're almost it's like comfort food. Yeah, it's. Or, yeah. You know, we've talked about this with movies, but I think TV shows do it, too. Um, but I think the streaming stuff, I agree. Um, I I like a lot of the stuff that's uh, now out there. So much sure. great stuff. Um, yeah. I would I, let me just guess what your number one most iconic best show ever on television is. I'm guessing it's 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 a title that has three words and starts <laughs> with the letter I. I. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say I love Lucy. Come on. That's they your show. Man. That is your and, show. You know what? And, and I'm sorry. There's no excuse. I don't care. Any show, I don't even care if it's the grapes or the vitamin of Vegemin, any show, she makes me laugh now. And I started watching that when I was a kid. I get it. That is your all-time favorite. Well, listen, out of this list of 35 iconic TV shows, uh, the two the mo that were most watched and most beloved, according to the survey here, was number one was Friends at 43%, uh, Seinfeld at 40 40%. A Game of Thrones, man, a lot of people love that. Which one was it? Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. I did not. I tried to watch Game of Thrones. It's 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 a little brutal and it's uh, depressing. Um, it's it's beautiful and it's uh, epic, epic, and yes. it's interesting. Um, but I was just, I you know, I I I tend to lean toward comfort television, you know, uh, more than yes. the, uh, things with a lot of danger and uh, potential yeah, horror. Yeah. Uh, here's one that, that I'm going to rant and rave about for just a second. I hate it so much. Um, this uh, show is from the 70s, early 80s, I believe. Three's Company. The oh. worst show ever on television. This comes in number four on the list of people's favorite at 36%. This is the one with Suzanne Somers and uh, John... John Ritter. 
Yeah. Um, the, the one about the, 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 the three two, people, three in people the living in yeah. an no, apartment. I agree. I, I, yeah, I don't it's, know if it was that. I don't hate it. It's anti-women. It's yeah. anti-gay. It's just anti-comedy in my in my belief. I thought it there's nothing funny about that show. Um, it's bad acting. It's over the top. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too rough on it. Um, I get why yeah, people be, liked it. Be, but be more honest. How do you really like it, Bob? <laughs> it, I even hated the theme song. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I have to say, I didn't watch it enough to hate it that much. And I didn't, I don't even hate it. I just thought, nah. And I passed over yeah. it. So. It was, it, but it was one of the most popular shows on television. It was constantly coming in number one. And I never, ever understood it, even when it was on the air. Uh, Fraser coming in next at 36%. The Office, uh, MASH, all of those uh, among MASH the top. MASH was great. MASH was great. Frasier was good. Frasier was a good, you know, it was a good half hour. It was funny. Um, it was an interesting situation in that, you know, an older parent comes to live with his son. Um, maybe a lot of people, even in the boomer age, didn't had not experienced that yet. Um, it probably would have some timeliness now, but... Um, it was, you know, it was good. It was a lot of seasons. I can't remember how many, but it was... A lot of seasons, yeah. It went on for yeah, quite a Yeah, I mean, while. some of this stuff overstayed its welcome. It, it it was a little longer than its 15 minutes of fame warranted. But A um, lot of shows do that. They, they yeah, have yeah. a lot, a lot of success, and then they don't cancel until they start to fail, And which was one of the things that I was so liked about uh, Seinfeld was that uh, they canceled that show while it was still in the top 10, Jerry Seinfeld yeah. decided it's time. And I think that's kind of great. Um, pull the plug Pull the plug while you're still on top. You know what? A friend of ours that we worked with, um, and I've lost track of him, I should find him, Eric Lee Preminger, yes. used to say that his mother, Gypsy Rose Lee, his father was Otto Preminger, and he used to say his mother, who was really the first stripper, um, among other things, she had a lot of talent. Yeah. She said to him, Eric, always leave them wanting more. And don't give it to them. And don't give it to them. Ah, oh, interesting. don't get that. And I thought that that's always been one of the smarter things that I've heard <laughs> about show business, entertainment, TV, what have you. Because I'm not saying in, if you were doing a, a news piece or an informative piece, you, you want to give people as much information as you can. But if people are going, oh, what happens next? Cut. I think a lot of them have figured that out, maybe even on streaming. Yeah, and it's great advice uh, from, I, from the world's most famous stripper, uh, Gypsy Rose Lee. That's a good point. Get, leave them wanting more and don't give, and it, don't to give it to them. And she lived by that. <laughs> Look what she became. I mean, she did a lot more than just stripping. She, I mean, she was an entertainer. She did a talk show. She did, uh, yeah. she did a number of things. She really, I think she really knew the business. Yeah. And Eric Lee's got an interesting with, story, with too. Yeah, yeah, if you ever read his book. Um, nearly half of Americans, 45 percent say they still have recordings of their favorite tv episodes on vhs tapes or dvds you got any of that stuff laying around you know what i think i got rid of most of anything like that and yeah. I, you know it's funny that you mentioned that because i was thinking today i went through my dvds and uh, or cds and uh, there's a bunch of them some of them are dvds they're movies and some of them 
I thought, what do I do with these? How do I recycle these? Because I've got too many and I'm never going to use them again. Yeah, and VHS. Poor, I feel sorry for people who have big collections of VHS tapes because, first of all, they look blurry by today's standards, and they uh -huh. just they're clunky and they take up a lot of room, and they you know seldom what? play back very well these days. Yeah, I have. I think if I have two or three in there, they're only you know what they are. They're physical reminders on my shelf to eventually at least get a DVD version or some other mm -hmm. newer version that I can watch, and then the old ones will go to you know. No, I donate them to the library. They still collect some of those things, but they, for all I know, they may be uh, being polite and throw them out after I leave. I do have a, a, a few uh, recordings of shows, digital recordings of shows that that I sometimes will go back to and enjoy over and over. One of the series that I loved the most was um, the Newsroom, which was on HBO. Oh yes. Did you ever watch that? Oh. You it's know what I did? One of the greatest shows I've ever seen on television. I do not know why they only could do that for three seasons, but I yeah. love Aaron Sorkin, and boy, that was—it's smart, it's funny, it's there's things, it's dangerous, it's exciting. I, I just thought it was the best thing on TV. I think having worked in TV, and I was not really in a newsroom per se very long. I, I did feature pieces once a week when I was in public TV, but but. Um, it was very revealing. <laughs> yeah, and I thought they did a yeah, good job. They showed you what of, went on. You know? They showed you what, how it really works in TV, and having worked in TV as well, it's pretty close. I mean, it's yeah. very, fairly accurate to what yeah. to, to yeah. what it's really like. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, th that would be great. I love Boston Legal. I've the Friends. I've got a bunch of those episodes. You know on what's not on digital. the list? What? Mary Tyler Moore. And I have to say, I think that that show... With the people that were on there, it was, I mean, we just lost Betty White, and she was the last remaining cast member uh, that was still around, and Lou uh, Asner, uh, Ed Asner, see, Lou even, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's how real they sure. were. But I thought it was a really good example, and probably set a tone for other shows later, if they were to admit it, of an ensemble cast. Yeah, it was a great Mary show. Didn't have to, she didn't have to be on camera every minute. She didn't have to have the funniest lines. She was okay with setting up a joke as opposed to having the punchline. Mm -hmm. um, it just worked. Remember that final episode? Yes, the, I do. The, the group hug? A long way to Tipperary, Didn't my friend. Didn't it make you cry? Oh, light oh, yeah. out. Remember I mean, scene. who thought, you know? I just, <laughs> they get fired. I did not see that coming, you know? That and the, the new heart one where he wakes up and thinks it was all a dream. That's right. Oh, Bob right? Newhart um, show. That was great, yeah, too. Actually, so much great, great history yes. in those years. All right, yes. let's move on. Uh, which is worse? Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, would <laughs> you rather lose your phone or your bank card? Well, a month ago, I would have said I would have rather lost my phone. Now, I don't really want to lose either one. Yeah. Um, I'm too into the FOMO stuff, so it's probably, I should probably say that for my mental health, but I think I'm too far in. Yeah, you're in. I, I can't I got, do everything. I, I kind of got you hooked on the smartphone, didn't I? Yeah, now thanks a lot. I'll probably need some, uh, therapy soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> According to um, this poll of 2,000 smartphone users, 6 in 10 people say they simply couldn't cope with being separated from their cell phone for more than a day. They couldn't I cope. I could. I could, but could I have cope. friends of mine with whom I now text all the time, friends from from school, from college, um, and I'm thinking, you know, we, we do a Zoom um, once a week, and we're on for a couple of hours at a time, like four. You know, I think you have to, sometimes I get into it, sometimes I don't. If they're, if they're texting about recipes, uh, you know, I, I'm out. I'm, I'm addicted to my phone, of course, as so many people are. 68% of people use their phones primarily to take photos. Uh, 64% use it to check the time. 
62% uh, use it to check the weather forecast constantly. I don't know why people care that much about the weather. Uh, you know what? In Southern California, so it doesn't matter. I, I do that. Yeah. Before I go out now, it takes me longer because I think, what do I have to put on? How yeah. how cold is it? Now, mind you, I could literally walk three steps, go over to the side, open my patio door, and feel the day. I could I take know. a step out and then close it back up and say, okay, it's cold. I need a heavy. We're jacket. from California. Listen, we have no right to, to talk about weather at all. The, you know, I'm I guess not the people I'm in the rest of the country, they got the hard stuff when it comes to weather. 27% of respondents depend solely on their phones for directions. And get this one in three have never ever used a paper map one in three no. people say they've never used a paper map do you have to have used it correctly uh, well i'm just surprised that people i don't think my kids have used a paper map to be honest with you you know what we had we had a whole bunch of paper maps and a couple of moves ago i threw them all out because i did not use them anymore it's easier to for me it's easier to do MapQuest on a computer which yeah. is probably an old technique at yeah. this point MapQuest, and then do and then an you ID print it out print it out yeah, right people don't that, even do that anymore there's yeah. a there's a commercial on tv um <laughs> i know what you're talking about I the, know, the, the guy who says you're going to be like your parents yeah. he's brilliant i don't know who he is he is he's just so underplayed it's a funny it's like, idea like, he, he goes like, how many of you uh, uh, printed out a map to get here today and the yeah, no, the hands go because ah, we're off to a pants yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he I doesn't know. overplay it it's just like He's trying. He's not getting anywhere. And they're boomers. They're, you know, our age or younger or older. More than half, 55% of respondents consider running out of the battery power uh, to be a quote-unquote nightmare scenario. I don't... Come on. I mean, a nightmare scenario? I will say we depend so much on our phones these days that if for some reason we have no battery power left, it is uh, stressful. And you feel um, isolated and you feel, especially if you're out somewhere and you you're feel, out. yeah, you feel like you can't um, call any for any help. You can't, you know, you're kind of limited is what you can do without that but cell if you're, phone. If you're driving, you have something. You I, can drive. Yeah. As long as I you can drive phone, somewhere. Yeah. Right. I ordered that right away. And I, I keep that. I keep that attachment in my purse, although I don't take my purse with me all the time now. I just kind of take what I need. But um, probably I should keep it in the car. According to this, 48% uh, of those polled say that losing their phone would be the most upsetting thing ahead of bank cards, car keys, or even their wedding ring. You know how I would figure that out? If I did lose my phone. A couple of times I left the house without it. Now, I wasn't going far, but I thought, oh, I left my phone home. And then I thought, what did you do when you didn't have it? Well, I did have my little phone. <laughs> yeah. But generally, the flip phone, I never even knew where it was because I didn't use that half as much as I'm using this thing. Right. But I do think, I, I think it's good to have because, you know, if you have a problem, if you break down, if you have to call like a AAA or something, That's right. you've got you it gotta on the phone. you got to have it with yeah. you and you want to keep it charged. That's yes, the key. Yes, absolutely. Keep the phone charged. The and I have a case for my phone to keep the backup battery. So I, I never run out of power. Oh, All right. Moving on. A recent survey found that it takes Americans an average of 24 minutes to actually get out of bed. Oh, do they have a camera in my room? Where is it? Is that you? Are, are you slow uh, at getting you know, up in the morning? It's probably not 24 minutes, but I start thinking about it. And then I think, oh, let me just if I have the radio on, let me hear this one piece and then I'll get up. And, you know, and then the cat, I, this cat, I have to say, my cat. 
He really doesn't wake me up. He's figured it out. She's not getting up until she's getting up. And I think that's training because really? otherwise you can what the cat says. So but, does your um, cat climb on top of you and uh, well, nuzzle you? He's on the bed somewhere. But sometimes he'll start this, you know, the kneading kind of thing. The kneading stuff. I yeah. hate that stuff. And, but, but then if I tell him, you know, not yet, let's wait. <laughs> I'm not ready to get up yet. You are. Do, um, do you have a snooze alarm on your alarm clock? Or your I phone? do, but I don't use it. What I do have, though, is a time. I have one of these clocks. A friend gave it to us, and I, um, it, it's great. It's the thing that projects the time exactly on, on the, the ceiling. On the ceiling. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And it's red, not bright blue or anything, so it won't keep you up. Uh, and it also has a thing. So if I put it on, uh, you can have it shut off automatically at 90, 60, 30 minutes, mm. that kind of thing. Or you can That's leave it on. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, the average American, according to this survey, uh, needs two alarms and hits the snooze twice. Are they retired? Uh, don't know. Don't know. That's, don't know. That, I think that's well, I think that's, that's just an, an average. But I think there's something I, I have a tendency to set my alarm ahead of when I really need to get up. Yes. So that I can hit the snooze a couple of yeah. times. Yeah. And if you have a sleepless night, the time you can always fall asleep is when you have to get up. Right, right, right. Why is that? I don't know. According to this, 80% of people uh, who exercise regularly reported that their uh, quality of sleep was good compared to 56% of those who didn't exercise. Do you feel like when you're exercising, you sleep better? Yes. um, We had a couple of warm days. Uh, We had a warm week about, was it two weeks ago or so? Mm -hmm. And when it was warm enough, I thought, what the heck? I went and I swam in the, uh, the, the outdoor pool that is heated in the apartment complex. And I thought, you know, if it happens that it doesn't work, it's too cold, I'll get out and go back home. But um, I swam four days in a row, half an hour each day. And I have to tell you, I slept better and I felt better. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but then the weather got cold. Okay, finally today, uh, here's the headline. New York City has the rudest Uber passengers in the United States. Well... I don't think I'm surprised to think that New York City has the, the rudest Uber passengers. Does that now, shock see, you at all? here's my question about this. You and I can sit here, but when was the last time? First of all, I can't even tell you the last time I was in New York City, okay? I'm right. originally from New Jersey, and I haven't been back there in years because I brought my mother out here and all of that. But my point being that I, I don't feel qualified to make that judgment, although I have to say my first impulse was to say, well, of course they are. They're New Yorkers. You're but right. It's prejudicial, isn't it, to, de- to, to, to decide in advance that, that people from New York would naturally be ruder than the rest of the country. It is if you don't live in New York and don't go there often, mm-hmm. regularly. Yeah. I think if you go there regularly, if you use the service, or if you live there, then you're in a position to judge. I would think that New York City would be a place where there's more Uber drivers and more Uber passengers than anywhere else in the world. Maybe. So maybe there's something to do with just the sheer numbers. You're bound to get a few rude people. But, I mean, New Yorkers are also used to rude cab drivers, so I would think that they would tend to cut Uber drivers some slack rather than the other you No, know, I have to say this, and again, it was, it's been a million years since I've been in the city and took a cab somewhere. Um, 
But when I did, I didn't have a lot of rude cab drivers. Mm, no, yeah, didn't you? No, they were either nice or they did, or they just took they just me didn't where I was say going anything. Was, yeah, uh, I think part of it, maybe, uh, especially for tourists, if they're coming in from various parts of the country and they don't realize how expensive everything is in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're sitting in the cab and you're trying to go from point A to point B, and you just paid a lot of money for what you did at point A, and you know point B is not going to be cheap, you probably want a cheap way to get there, and it's not as cheap as you probably. Probably hope for. So you're getting cranky in the back seat because you're watching the price go up. Yeah, Yeah. no, I get it. I get it. Um, This survey was based on um, uh, the. Apparently, they interviewed Uber drivers, and uh, so the the survey was based on the passengers who show up on time, uh, Uh some who leave trash in vehicles, or talk to their drivers respectfully or disrespectfully. These are some of the things that drivers um, sort of comment on. I guess. Other rude cities included Seattle, Washington, D.C., and Boston. I don't know. I, you know, I really don't. I, I think it's, it would be too judgmental and preachy on my part to think that. Again, not having used the service in, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever used an Uber driver. I have a car, so I, you mm-hmm. know, I don't. I'm not running all over the place. I, I remember when Uber, when I first took Uber for the first time, I was really amazed at how much I liked it. I, I, I was concerned that the drivers were not, quote-unquote, professional drivers, and mm-hmm. that anybody with a driver's license could, could drive me around. Dare, do I trust just anybody with a driver's license? Um, but as I did it more and more, I felt like Uber drivers were actually seemed safer don't you actually have drivers. to trust somebody in any public transportation? Of course. I mean, yeah. you get on a streetcar, you got to make sure that they can pull that brake. Um, same thing with, with cabs, same other cabs, same thing with planes, buses, trains, anything. I mean, there's a certain level of you have to trust the system at that point. So, you well, know, you, I mean, you, you've got this artificial sense that cab drivers or bus drivers or trolley drivers they're all well trained yeah and never and they, make a mistake and never make a mistake right and never get distracted and never try to text while they're driving i mean probably they don't i think you probably err on the side of caution but again i'm guessing i feel like it's all gotten the world's gotten really angry and i well, look, at, look at the look, plane look at airplanes look at right and all the that have been on the planes and i don't think that are people ruder now or are they just annoyed with the pandemic and the mask thing so i'm tired of it so i'm going to take it out on whoever is sitting next to me or across the aisle. I think they're watching the example of others. Um, and also we're recording some of these encounters on our cell phones that maybe we weren't recording before and we're seeing it more than we used to. Maybe maybe these Karens were always out there yelling at people like, and doing it's this. It's like, aha, uh-huh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so the question then, I guess, is, is the world angrier or are we just recording more of it? I think it's it's the world is a little angrier because of what we've been through been and are still going through with the pandemic. I think we and are reporting a lot more of it. I think and politics has emboldened people to be nastier what and has? angrier. I think the politics of the last four or six years has uh, emboldened people to to be more rude and angry and, and it also loud. let me say i think it's also technology in the sense that you can you, you put something out there quickly whether it's on a text or on twitter or something and then and you don't have to say who you are so you can say something but nobody sees who said it because it's safe to me that's a little bit tricky. right right exactly the anonymity you know, makes it easier we don't have to weigh in on every little thing 
That's right. Who cares what we think? I think, I think if you have something to contribute, open your mouth and say something. We should do a podcast called Who Cares What We Think? Sure. You don't care what I think? <laughs> Most people don't what care what we think anyway. <laughs> no, I, I, really I agree. Don't. I think, you know what it is more than anything? People don't think before they speak anymore. And because you have all this stuff where everybody's doing everything quickly, because you have a, a device that can get it out there quickly, and it's not a lot of effort, and the, be- the more you do it, the faster you get, guess what? They do. Well, according to this, uh, San Antonio is the best place to... For Uber drivers to work because those are the nicest people in America, according to this. Who knew? Who knew it? San Antonio, nice people there apparently. I don't know. I have. I, I will say I have a friend of mine, but she she lives in Florida, and um, after her husband passed, she got rid of her car. And I said, "Really? You don't have a car?" She goes, "No." So I guess she calls Uber all the time. I do want. I do like the ability to go right now. I don't necessarily want to wait even five minutes for an Uber to come to my house yeah, to pick patience. me up. Yeah, yeah, that's going to come. Okay, uh, we're about out of time. What is your final thought for the day, Susan? Watch your check in with your own level of cranky. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. I think that I'm that I'm cranky about. 30, 40% of the time. My wife would argue that it's higher a percentage of time than that. <laughs> For uh, all the stuff that matters when you are 60 plus, visit us at olderandwiser.com. We'll see you next time, Susan. Bye-bye.